Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. So, Joe, we have someone joining us today as we continue our March Madness. And I'll tell you what, Daylight Savings Time is sure making all of us pretty mad, especially today as we record this. Um, but we have someone today that I think this this interview is long overdue because some of the books that he's working on, we've talked about quite a bit, really enjoy the title um, and excited to, to dig into it a little bit more. Joe, who are we talking to today? Well, we're talking to someone who I think we're interviewing solely so we can understand how to pronounce his name correctly, because I've butchered it seven ways to Sunday. But today, uh, we're very excited to have Bartos uh, Stibber on, uh, TLDR. Uh, Bartos, welcome. Hi, hello. And you didn't butcher it, uh, like... So it's 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 perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I might have been coached before, but you know, I, I'm I'm totally used to it. And even when I'm getting mails from from different countries, my name sounds like and and it's written in the totally different ways. So that's that's not. Especially, I'm sure if you're getting anything from America too, they can't even get my last name right half the time, and it's just like it's not it's not that hard. They always, but they always, it's always F R Y E R. But uh, yeah, it is it is sure a pain in the ass. But, but same uh, same with me. I'm like even Polish people are not pronouncing my name like properly. So it's like, no worries at all. Jeez, wow. Now Bartosz, you are I think Joe. No, actually, I don't know when you talk talking about the globe. He's the first person we've talked to from Poland. We've had plenty of people from across the pond, but this is a little bit further. Yep. And then, but then you go all the way around to Australia. But are we talking like now? We're just talking west now, right? Because this is furthest east. I don't know. I don't know. We're not here to do yeah, geography. I, I, I didn't become a chiropractor to, to, to get into geography, Nicholas. <laughs> right, right. So let's stick to what we actually know. Of course, uh, Bartosz, you've ri- you're the writer on The Witcher now, Fading Memories, Witches Lament, and most recently, The Ballad of Two Wolves, which the finale for that is dropping the day that this audio is dropping as well. So we won't be getting into spoilers on the finale. Um, we've also written Cyberpunk 2077, uh, You Have My Word, Blackout, and then you were an editor on the Trauma Team series, which of course was written by friend of the show who we just had on, Cullen Bunn. Um, but before we get anything you know at all into the Witcher stuff, we usually like to ask first-time guests, what is it that got you into comics, um, and when did you decide to pursue it as a career? Oh man, it was uh, uh, it was a long way. Uh, I was I was a kid. It was hard to get comic books here in Poland. It was like the 90s. So uh, there was some Marvel stuff like Punisher, Spider-Man, uh, X-Men. And I like my favorite was was uh, uh, X-Men. Mm-hmm. And we had some European comic books. So so that was the start in, in the 90s. But it was it was really hard to get a comic book. Uh, it was uh, uh, a luxury, I would say, in Poland to to read comic books. Like, I mean, they were not expensive, but it was hard to to get those. So uh, I started reading comic books as a kid, and then suddenly, I don't know why, I, I just forget about comic books. I, I went into movies, and I started writing. Uh, I was in. Uh, in a high school that had movie spe- like speciality, so mm-hmm. so I started writing uh, s- scripts for movies, for TV shows, uh, 
and I really forget about comic books for a long time. And then I realized when I was doing uh, some indie movies, I realized that it's it's pretty damn hard to create a movie when you don't have money. And uh, and it's a bit easier with comic books. I mean, if you have passion and you have passionate artists, like it's easier to create your and his or hers vision uh, uh, and bring it to 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 life. So. Uh, I think in my early 20s, I started writing comic books again, and it was a lot of indie stuff. Uh, but I was always dreaming about writing something for like, the two biggest markets in, in the world, so the French market and, and the American market. Uh, and I managed to uh, publish a few comic books uh, on a French market. And then publish uh, Jim Henson's Storyteller, one one oh. issue uh, huh. for American market. That was my 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 uh, first uh, U.S. gig. Uh, and then I like I was pretty known in Poland as a, as a writer, as a comic book writer. Uh, so when I heard that that CD uh, project read the, the company behind The Witcher, behind Cyberpunk 2077, that they are looking for uh, someone who will expand their brands to, to comic books or help them do it in a, in a cool way, uh, I was just like, like, bring it on. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to do it. And... Uh, and I started writing for for CDPR, and that's why The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, so so how did so um, was this something where you know you, you get involved with CD Projekt Red, and they've got you know these various properties like Cyberpunk or or The Witcher, and they just said here, take this, or did you take a look at sort of their catalog and say? Ooh, The Witcher. I like that. Let me let me give that a spin. Uh, no, you, you know, I started in CDPR. Maybe they called me because they were looking for writers that will write cyberpunk edge runners. The okay. uh, Netflix uh, anime made with Studio Trigger, uh, and I was like, before CDPR, I was writing for movies and for 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 TV. Uh, so I, they thought that I, I will be a good person to 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 join the the writers room, uh, and when I was here, I, I heard that they are doing the Witcher comic books and they are planning to do Cyberpunk 2077 comic books, and I just told them that okay, I, that that's it's it's a dream come true, so I can do it. I I mean I don't know Cyberpunk 2077, so because it's it's a fresh IP, mm -hmm. uh, but. You know, The Witcher in Poland is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like uh, Batman in the United States. It's like, it is, it, okay. It, it's, right. it's, it's huge, you know. Like everyone in the 90s, everyone that I know was reading Sapkowski's novels. And uh, it's a really huge thing. So um, being able to, to, to write a comic book based on The Witcher, is, 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 uh, it's amazing. So... Uh, so like I wasn't thinking about it. They said, "Okay, we are doing the Witcher comic books," and I was like, "Okay, 
please can i can i do it so, <laughs> so when you say that you know the witcher in poland is sort of like you know what batman you know is to you know to us here in the united states when did you first fall in love with the witcher was it as a kid in the 90s or was it a little bit you know earlier on i mean later on i should say uh as a kid i was i was like okay it's 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 pretty pretty cool and and fun uh but then when i was older i like got back to 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 the novels and uh, especially short stories uh by sapkowski and i realized that they are amazing like i mean it's one of the best short stories ever now so as a kid i think i didn't understand everything uh uh i like that these are the stories about Monster Hunter and, and every kid likes stuff like that. But when I was older, I uh, I saw that it's it's much more into it. I mean, that it, it has layers and it's not only about Monster Hunter, but about morality, about shades of gray and, and, and stuff like that. So I fall in love with, with The Witcher. I think in my early 30s so like like few years before i started working uh in cdpr mm. so with him being you know with Geralt being such a, an important like 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 you said like he's he's the legacy character over in, in poland where you know for here it's batman superman and spider-man um and that i mean to put him on the same level as batman is is wild but i like joe and i obviously didn't know but had our suspicions. Now we have talked to um, a couple other Batman writers and other people taking on, of course, you know, large IPs over here. And I'm curious for you, it sounds like you, you know, when you saw that opportunity, you were like, yes, I want it. Let's go for it. Like no questions asked. But I know when we've talked to certain writers with Batman, I know Scott Snyder's one that comes to mind where he was like, ah, this is intimidating. Like I, you know, I want to do it, but like he, he went through his own process. And I'm curious for you, was it, at all intimidating at first to, to get started on a character that everyone in your country holds so dearly? Yeah, because like uh, before the meeting, uh, when I was pitching myself as a new writer of The Witcher, I was like, yeah, I will be the best The Witcher writer, like the best comic book The Witcher writer ever. And, uh, and after I got the 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 job i was so fucking afraid that i will <laughs> that I, I will not write anything because it's it's like like you said it's it, uh, Geralt is is a, a, a legacy character i was so stressed afraid that that i uh, i will not do it i was searching for the story for a year like the whole year i was I was developing the the story and and it's hard like because of two things one thing is because short stories and novels by andrzej sapkowski are, are are in my opinion are pure genius i mean there's there's everything there and there are like not only uh they are great as fantasy novels but as a novels about us human beings and other thing that it's that that, that was a huge problem is that Witcher 3, the game, was also very popular, huge, and it's uh, uh, 
it was very well written. So suddenly you have the novels, you have short stories, and you have 500 quests yeah. about Geralt. Yeah. So it's really hard to, to like uh, to tell something new in this world, to tell something new about Geralt. So that's why I was for a whole year I was talking with people, uh, asking them, okay, so you know the Witcher, you know Geralt. Uh, what's the most important thing about Geralt for you? And so I was doing like huge research uh, to mm -hmm. to uh, to first to know Geralt, to know the Witcher, but also to find the essence of the character. Uh, and I think I, I I like I got the essence with with fading memories. Uh, but it was it was really it was scary as as as, as fuck. To, 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 to <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because when we we talk, you know, so the a, sort of a follow up to that is so when we we talked to, with Scott and and Chip Zdarsky about you know writing Batman and and Daredevil and such, one of the things they mentioned was, okay, you're allowed to do so much with these characters, but we need you to stay within these confines, right? Batman doesn't do this. Batman doesn't do that, right? Did you have any of that, you know, with CD Projekt Red and Dark Horse when writing Geralt? Did they say, this is what you can and can't do with Geralt? Or do they just sort of give you the keys and say, write us a kick-ass story? Yeah, the the the, the latter. I, they said, you can do everything with Geralt, but... But I knew that I can't do everything. I mean, Geralt is yeah. Geralt. Like, right. He he, uh, he has some traits. So he he wouldn't do some things. So I knew that I have to stay true to to his roots. Uh, he needs to be the same Geralt as in games and and novels. Uh, and also, like as a writer, I'm a very high concept guy. I like to invent worlds, invent uh i know strange events and the witcher world is already a high concept so for me it was really hard to to uh have an established world and tell something new in this in this world but i mm -hmm. think i i went the old man logan uh way and and just uh told the story about being obsolete in this world that's why uh, there are Almost uh, there are no monsters anymore, and Geralt has to uh, has to do something about it. Because what I learned is that Geralt is very connected to being a Witcher. I mean, he. I mean, Bruce Wayne. It, it is possible that Bruce Wayne won't become a Batman, or he he won't be Batman. I mean, it is possible but but Geralt he was uh even I would say poisoned to be uh to 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 become right. uh, the witcher so uh like this witcher job is very connected to who he is that's why I thought okay so if he can do his job anymore then who he becomes in, uh huh that's which that's, is I love that yeah, well, you get that in fading memories, right? I, you, know, you get it all these, yeah. It's yeah, and I, and I reread that coming in today because I remember the first time I read it, just sort of being like, "Oh, like I wasn't expecting this from you know a Witcher comic, right?" You, I think, as a fan of 
the series and the properties I go in, and I'm expecting Geralt to slay monsters and all that stuff. And and the monsters themselves, you know, throughout your stories seems to be us, right? Seems to be the people he's surrounded with and not, not the actual monsters themselves. And that idea, uh, you know, in, in, in fading memories with the fishermen, how you sort of bookend that story with the fishermen at the beginning and then the end. And it says, who are we if we can't do the one thing we know how to do? And I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And there, there's also this mother that loses her child yeah. and he she, she doesn't know how to be anything else. Like she she right. she she just she's a mother and she will be a mother. So yeah, that's that was the, the idea behind fading memories. And I mean with the part of the, the brilliance with all these two is I mean we're seeing more and more, at least in America, I don't know how much that's the case in Poland or other parts of Europe, but we're seeing more where like we're getting individual stories with characters. I mean, Joe and I talk about it all the time with how independent comics, um, obviously, you know, Witchers is a little bit different, but like with a lot of with these independent comics, we can see like a story that just says like, you know, it's one arc. That's the whole story. That's it. Or it's just a couple arcs. But with The Witcher, in, it, we're, you, you have created like individual stories where like I could go read Fading Memories. And then if I never hear about ba the Battle of the Two Wolves, like I, it's OK, like they're not connected. Or I can go read the Battle of the Two Wolves tomorrow and never have read Fading Memories. And it's OK. Or I can go back and read it afterwards. There's no real I'm sure volumes like they come out like as volume one, two, three, whatever. But realistically, you can read it in whatever order you want. And I think that's just part of the brilliance of what you're doing. But also, we're talking about the setting and everything. And I find it really interesting how you, you kind of crowdsource, like, what's most important to you about Geralt? When it came to his voice, that's one thing I think that Joe and I have enjoyed the most is just, like, the story in general is great. But you, like, this character feels like it, it's spot on the way you write him specifically and on top of the crowdsourcing, could you take us at all through your process, you know, day to day, I guess, when you're trying to write his stuff, like how often do you find yourself catching yourself? Like, no, Geralt wouldn't say this. Maybe it's more like that. Uh, very often. And, and uh, I think that in three comic books about Geralt that I, that I wrote, I think Geralt is is a bit different in in each one. I mean, and he has a, a bit different voice in in uh, in Fading Memories, in Witch's Lament, and in the Ballad of, of of Two Wolves. He is a bit different, Geralt, but still the same. That's amazing about this character that that he he can have different voice. He can be in a, I would say different genre uh, or a different story, but he is still the same. Uh, uh Geralt as as with the voice uh, I don't think I have a I have a problem with writing dialogues for Geralt I have um, more problems I have about his actions uh I don't know how well you remember the scene from Fading Memories when there's this this uh uh blacksmith guy and mm -hmm. Geralt like chops his hands hands off and it was one of the, the hardest scenes for me to write because because uh, Geralt is uh, he's not very violent. I mean, you have to piss him off very much uh, uh, mm -hmm. for him to, to 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 become violent. And and it was a really hard scene because he was because uh, he was almost killing like two innocent guys that want to defend a member of, of, of their family so 
in terms of morality and morality of 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 Geralt, it was it was really hard. And I was I think I was writing this scene for a week or two weeks to uh, to uh, to explain why he's doing this. I mean, why did he chop their hands off? Uh, so I have moments like uh, like that. I should have a T-shirt with uh, with caption. What would Geralt do? You know. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a really good, you know, like at least from a reader standpoint, right? Because knowing the character, you know, as well as as you do, and and I've recently, I mean, my first introduction to Geralt was the Witcher Three video game, and then I've since gone and listened, uh, you know, and read all the books. And so he is a very measured person. It does take a, take a lot to piss him off. But I, what I thought was great in this particular story is that when that happens, yes, it's, it, it's very shocking. But then how you played it off later with his son, you know, coming back to visit him, you know, you know, at the end and like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, you know, your, your actions, you know, have consequences, you know. And I, I just thought that was just a really good way to sort of pair those those two um, scenes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so as, as Nick mentioned, you know, what we, what we get, you know, especially with your, you know, right now you're on your third volume now of, of The Witcher. We've had these just these great four issue sort of self short stories, if you will. Right. Self-contained stories. Is, has there been or, you know, have you ever even thought about any idea of doing sort of a multi arc story that would expand, you know, four, eight? maybe 12 issues you know i'm uh i would love to i'm a huge fan of this ongoing series or even like i'm a huge fan of of what is tom king doing with 12 issues series uh mm. uh maybe in the future i mean i'm i'm working on one the witcher that will be the witcher graphic novel like it will be around 200 pages but probably uh published as a book so mm. it's not divided into into issues but uh but one day I, I would love to write like this long the witcher 12 issues with with very uh, interesting stories yeah that that's uh, that's that's my dream but i think it's uh it will be very hard, so I need to prepare. Hmm. So, with that said, then you know, because you know, it's when you think of The Witcher, right? It's Geralt, but there's so many great characters, you know, within this world. Have you thought about writing any stories where Geralt isn't the main character? Yes, yes, I thought about it, but you remember, I, I told you that I was preparing one year to write the yeah. like, yeah. Right? <laughs> first comic book about Geralt. Now, after two uh, two trades, I invited Dandelion to, to the story. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, so I would like to, but I, you know, I, I like to know the person before writing about it. And I think like Yennefer, Ciri, they need couple of weeks or months of development so so i'm not saying no but uh uh but yeah i need i need to uh, be well prepared but 
there was an idea to to create uh, something like Jim Henson's uh, storyteller, but with Dandelion being the narrator. So like his ballads about monsters are uh, are intros, introductions to some short stories about different characters, or even about Dandelion meeting different characters uh, along the way. Uh, so that's that's one of the ideas that I think is uh, uh, is very close to 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 make. Well, it's funny you should mention uh, Dandelion because especially in the in the Ballad of Two Wolves, we we get a lot of uh, Dandelion, and I think <laughs> this might be one of my favorite all time Witcher moments. Is we see. You, from reading the books, right, you 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 learn about dandelion and, and bards in general, right? And you know that bards, you know, in this world, at least the good ones, are considered rock stars, right? They're 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 considered very you know famous people. And we get an image of a shirtless dandelion rocking the loot, sort of in the vein of Eddie Van Halen. Where did this idea of turning dandelion into an actual rock star and then you know you're telling your artist on the book to say you know i i, I need him shirtless rocking a lute you know it was the funny thing is that uh, it was mickey's idea it was <laughs> the artist's idea he he wrote to me and he he told me that man you are writing dandelion as, as a rock star rock star i i think we should have a panel like that and uh i was <laughs> Yeah, let's let's do this. It it looks amazing. And... Perfect. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I saw and I I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> this is this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but the, and now, Joe, too. More importantly, we got the answer to the question: Is it dandelion or would you hear in the audiobooks? So so the audiobooks, it's the same. It's the same. You know, person reading the stories and and but from book to book, he'll either pronounce it as dandelion or dandelion. So I know that there's some translation issues from you know the character you know who written in, in Polish uh in translating it to English. Uh but I'm assuming it is it is dandelion, not dandelion. To be honest, I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh I don't remember the 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 pronunciation from the game, but in the books he is called Yaskier. Yeah. Uh, and Yaskier is a is a flower called I think dandelion. That's yeah. that's how I would pronounce oh, it. But that's okay. And that's why in the Netflix TV show he's Yaskir. Yeah, uh, okay. So it's it's. Uh, that's how. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Joe and I have been trying to keep it straight, and like I, I haven't read. The, I do have the. I am going to read the books. I have one of them right here um, next to me. But uh, I've I've only watched the show, so that's where I was getting thrown off a little bit too. So I appreciate the uh, the clarity on that. Now, you brought up uh, Mickey, of course, the, the artist on Ballad of the Two Wolves. been awesome. Really enjoying uh, Mickey's work. But, of course, you had Ahmad Mir on Fading Memories and then uh, Vanessa R. Del Rey on Witch's Lament. And, you know, we haven't talked about the art process with you know at all in, in the course of this, but obviously, um, you know, immensely important to what you're doing. Has your process in terms of writing these each series – altered in any way um from series to series because you're working with different artists you know it's uh the funny thing is that i'm not only a writer but something like a editor producer of of the whole thing so mm. uh 
so I can pick the artist I'm working with. And that's oh. that's super amazing because, uh, you know, when I was writing Fading Memories, I was like, I mean, I'm a huge horror horror guy. I, I love horror movies. And I, uh, when I was writing Fading Memories, it was, I think at the time, there was hereditary in in the in, mm. in cinemas, ah. uh, one of my favorite horror movies ever. So I thought, okay, no one ever created The Witcher uh, in in the genre of, of horror. So I decided, okay, I, I will be I will be the first one. That's why uh, Witches Lament and. Like the theme of which is lament is 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 very feminist. So I thought, okay, so so it it must be created by by a uh, woman uh, artist. And mm-hmm. and uh, and then I thought about of the witches burning on stakes in the woods. And and I really liked uh, Vanessa Del Rey uh, style. I thought it's it it fits this horror vibe very very well. Her greedy art uh, and also dark colors by Jordi Belair and I thought like mm. she, she'll be perfect for this story so uh, and, and then I was so tired with fading memories and which is lament because both books are are very depressing and I thought okay now I, I need to do something funny and that's why uh, the ballad of two wolves with Mickey Montlo who has like very adventurous style i mean it's very colorful it's there's a lot of happiness in his style uh the ending is not that uh, uh <laughs> happy but 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 i won't spoil anything so so th- that's the process i mean i or i see a style of of an artist and i think okay i have an idea uh, for, for 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 this style, or I, I have a story and a genre in my head, and I'm looking for a perfect artist to uh, to create the mood around the the the, the story. So you wouldn't ever double up uh, like back to back series on an artist then. Uh, I was thinking about it, but uh, hmm. but but. You know, after working with Mickey, it, it was it was amazing, and I think the the, the adventure vibe of uh, of The Witcher is uh, is a fan favorite. So I was thinking about it, but maybe you know I will do a a spin-off series with Mickey and oh. uh, and and then something else with with different artists. I think that. But creating each book with with a different artist is also cool for the for the franchise, for the for the story, for the character. Because, uh, as you said, like earlier, you can just have one book and that's all. And uh, and each book is for a different reader. Also, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Geralt fans, fantasy fans will, I hope so, will will like it. But but a huge horror fan will will like which is lament and 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 won't like the ballad of two wolves so uh so th- th- that's what i'm thinking about like cr- when creating this this franchise mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Yeah. So like with between fading memories, uh, the witch's lament and the Ballad of tools, as you just described, both from an artistic standpoint, but also from a, a storytelling standpoint, they're all very different from each other. They're all very unique and, and, and awesome in their own way. Is there one story that you've enjoyed writing the most um, out of those first three uh, volumes? The, easiest is the ballad of two wolves and 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 because it's so much fun i mean it's it's hard because it's a uh who done it so so you need to precisely create the plot for it to to, to uh not to be on the nose uh but also, like the dialogues of Geralt and Dandelion, it's it's very easy to write for for me, and uh, and I think the hardest was Fading Memories because it was the first one, but also because uh, it also needs to be very precise, uh, and I had lots of insecurities writing that, so uh, so I think. Yeah, the Ballad of Two Walls was was the easiest, uh, and I enjoyed it the most. Mm, and the ones that I'm writing now, I'm also enjoying. Nice. So, yeah, I can't we wait can't, to read those. Yeah, second that, I can't. I can't wait either. And also, we of course can't wait for the show to to come back as well. Of course, there's been a lot going on with Henry Cavill and everything. A bit unfortunate, but I'm curious, Bartos, when you look at the series as someone who like. You know, knows the character so knew this character so well in general before, but now obviously been writing the character for a few years. Um, what is it that is there anything in particular you're hoping for with uh, Cavill's send off that comes up in the, uh, the this next season? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, it's a pity he he. Uh, it's it's the last season with 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 Cavill because uh, I heard that. He's a huge fan of Andrei Sapkowski and, and of The Witcher, so it's it's, it's a pity. Uh, but I really don't know. I mean, the the second season is uh, is uh, very different from what's in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I don't know what what's what's gonna happen in in season uh, season three. I would love more uh, Monster of the Week uh, kind mm. of kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. It's you're right though. It is a shame that he's uh he's going. John and I have talked about it a ton, but we won't. We don't need to get into that more because <laughs> uh, then it's going to start getting nasty in here. But of course, we do want to real quick before uh, you get going. There is a graphic novel that you just had come out that was published through a Canadian publisher. Um, that I know at least for sure you can pre-order it on Barnes and Noble for those who are interested. All talk. Um, at least on Barnes & Noble, uh, All Talk is a modern urban graphic novel exploring the toxic nature of street cred and the role it plays in the lives of vulnerable young men. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, this that you just that just, just came out in Canada and, of course, will be available to American readers shortly? Uh, I'm... To be honest, I'm not very good at selling myself <laughs> things that I that I did, but I but uh, but I really like all talk. It's 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 one of my uh, favorite scripts, and I think in uh, in terms of narration and storytelling is something that you 
you don't see often in, in, in comic books. The, the, the graphic style is, is pretty, pretty crazy. Nice. And, and I'm sorry, who is the, um, the artist on here? Because I'm not seeing it where I'm looking. It's uh, Axel. Because uh, All Talk was, uh, it was first published in France three years ago. Okay. Uh, oh, as as Kedelagel, uh, and now it it's it's uh, like uh, not reprinted but re republished in mm -hmm. in in uh, Canada because uh, Black Panel Press bought the rights from the French French nice. publisher. Nice. And Axel is a is a is a French artist. Okay. Yeah, well, surprise, surprise that we're behind on the times with all that stuff. <laughs> Who would have guessed that? Uh, but Bartosz, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with talk us about The Witcher. Uh, can't wait to see you. Joe and I, we, of course, the audio, the day this is dropping, the finale is going to be coming out for The Battle of the Two Wolves. Joe and I can't wait to read it and talk about it on the show, and we can't wait to read more of your work. Hopefully, we can catch up with you again at some point down the line. Would love to. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs> I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.